0: Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral podcast, where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this magical healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor, and I'm obsessed with all things birth, psychology, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I dig deep into craniosacral therapy. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. and welcome to another episode of the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and today I will be talking about torticollis. I see torticollis in almost all of the babies that I see in my office. So what is torticollis, you ask? If you don't know what torticollis is, that is the Latin term for twisted neck. And like I said, I see this in my office all the time. I see it in so many babies. The severity is different with each baby as each baby has had a different womb to grow in, but this is where torticollis begins. Babies grow in the available space that they have inside that womb, and if the womb that the baby is in is crooked or lacks space in different areas, then that baby within will not able to bend and move and twist and turn in order to develop symmetrically. What happens is they, they mold into the place that they have available to them, which means that if the space is unbalanced, right, if this space that they're developing in is, is twisted already, then the baby develops unbalanced. And this is extremely common these days because more people are sitting for work at desks, or kitchen tables, or they are spending time commuting in their car, and they're spending less time moving around, bending over. There's so much less physical activity in pregnancy that our bodies are getting stuck in positions. And what happens is then, if we're growing a human inside, that human gets stuck in certain positions. Now, the most noticeable part of a baby that has torticollis is in the neck. That's why it's called torticollis, twisted neck, when in actuality, the twist of the spine is from the top to the bottom, so head to tailbone. And you might notice a baby that is slumped to one side in their car seat, right? So they, parents will put their baby in their car seat and their head is turned to one side, or they always turn to the same side when they're put on their backs. There are definitely telltale signs that there is a twist in the spine, and these are the first signs, or these are the most common signs that people can see in babies who have torticollis. But what is less noticeable is that one side of the body is stronger than the other, and so the muscles on the side that the baby bends to the most, they will always be stronger. Therefore, the opposite side will be weaker and the weakness and asymmetry, they can also present inside the mouth. This is because the cervical spine, right, that is part of this twisted spine. So the cervical spine and the mouth are very closely connected. This is why a baby with torticollis will have trouble latching. You know, it'll be easier to feed on one side than the other. They will have a more clamped down jaw on one side, or maybe they choke and... Splutter and and have a hard time with letdown on one side more than the other when they're feeding from the body, and so this is usually a sign of a dysfunctional suck. It's either a dysfunctional suck or it's dysfunctional nerves. So these cranial nerves kind of get all mashed up and jammed up in that one side that's kind of tighter than the other or stronger than the other, and that causes this baby to have dysfunction in their face. So they'll dribble milk, they'll click, they'll cough on let down. They will have, you know, a heavy flow of milk from the bottle is going to make them really, really choke, right? So you'll hear these babies who go go, 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 on this. And, and that could be a sign of uh, twisted neck, right? So they, they don't have the go, 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 right? So that nice suck, swallow, breathe pattern. And that is because that nerve dysfunction, they're not able to coordinate their suck. Now, with torticollis, oftentimes it leads to plagiocephaly. Plagiocephaly is where the baby turns their head to one side way more than the other, or they they can't turn their head to the other side. And with prolonged periods of time spent on their backs in the same position with their head resting to one side, what happens is the cranial bones, they shift with gravity. And the bones of the cranium and the face, both cranium and face, they both shift and flatten towards one side. And this only exacerbates latch issues. So spending less time on their backs, more time on their tummies, and zero extra time in the car seat, that will help keep this problem at bay. Babies are able to correct their own torticollis. They used to be able to, (laughs) anyway. They used to be able to correct their own torticollis because they spent so much time on their tummy. They were able to strengthen both sides really, really well because they would just, you know, they would wake up, they would look around. And that side that they were weak on, they would look that way because they'd be looking for their humans, being like, where did you go, humans? I'm curious, and that curiosity would help strengthen their spine and the muscles along their spine on the opposite side. That's a great way of correcting torticollis. The other great way to do it is to carry the baby, wear them more often, use a bassinet instead of a car seat adapter on the stroller. And rolling them in and out of tummy time so slowly will give the baby a chance to strengthen on both sides. And you can even give a baby time laying on their sides, right? If they're just laying on their side and they're playing, they can strengthen the side that's weak or the strengthen the side that is facing the ceiling. That side is the side that's going to strengthen the most when they're playing on their sides. Or parents could even consider tummy napping, right? Just once a day, tummy napping or contact napping, getting these babies off of their backs and out of these poor positions, that can really help them out. Now, as a baby with torticollis grows, they will become more dominant on that preferred side. So the side that they are stronger on will be used more often if they aren't using the other side. Now, this doesn't mean that they're going to be either right-handed or left-handed. That just means that they'll be using their right leg more or their right arm more. And eventually, as they become children, um, their dominant hand will come through. But the dominancy is more in gross motor than fine motor. And that would look like a baby who is crawling only with one leg. Maybe they just do that army crawl and they push off with one leg, or they kind of bring one leg in front of them, almost in a half-seated position, and, and then they scoot. They scoot with the other leg. Or if they're crawling and they drag one leg behind them. These are all signs that this baby has a dominant side. And when babies are learning to crawl, they're doing repetitive movements that all humans are designed to do. These are called primitive reflexes, and they need to be performed over and over and over to be integrated into this human brain. However, if BBs only do the movement on the one side, this will leave the reflexes on the other side unintegrated, or actually just fully unintegrated, right? Because it needs to be performed on both sides for these primitive reflexes to be integrated into the brain. And active reflexes, so reflexes that have not been integrated into the brain, they can lead to anxiety, learning disabilities, trouble focusing, and so much more. So a lot of parents will be like, I get parents in my office of older kids, right? And they're here because their kids are having trouble paying attention in class, Maybe they're having outbursts of emotions and their parents are really worried about them. And so they come into my office and they say, like, what can you do? And I'll always ask, did they crawl? How was it when they were crawling? Some people don't remember and that's fine. That's totally fine. But I like to know if the parents do remember. And oftentimes they'll say, oh, they didn't really crawl much or they, you know, they did this weird like scoot scoot on their bum. And uh and, and so I know that they've got unintegrated reflexes. So I have taken rhythmic movement and in there I've learned the movements that we can do as not infants <laughs> to integrate these reflexes. So even adults can integrate them, which is uh a, a happy note, let's say. <laughs> it's never too late. Just like craniosacral, it's never too late to get your first, your second, your third session. It's never too late to integrate reflexes. Okay, so now as this child with torticollis grows, they grow into adolescence and then into adulthood. And they continue, if they were not able to strengthen the non-dominant side, they continue to have this twisted spine. And then this in later years, right? So, this twisted spine in later years is also called scoliosis or a C curvature. And then with scoliosis, oftentimes you'll see leg length discrepancies, uh, also known as, you know, one leg longer than the other. And that doesn't mean that the leg is actually grown longer than the other. It just means that the pelvis is twisted. And with this twisted pelvis, you actually get One leg that kind of inches up and one leg that inches down. But this twisted pelvis is attached to the twisted spine. (laughs) Twisted pelvis equals lopsided leg length. And then what happens is one knee or hip takes all of the weight and becomes more prone to injury on that side. I don't know about you, but this like sounds very familiar to me because I'm almost 100% guaranteed that I have (laughs) torticollis. And when I did this rhythmic movement, I definitely had some unintegrated reflexes, definitely on one side, that I was able to integrate with rhythmic movement, so movement that I did over and over. But I'm definitely able to turn to my right much better than I can turn to my left. And that's because my spine is twisted. Not only is it bent to one side, but it is also torqued or twisted or turned to one side. And in my profession as a registered massage therapist as well, I do see babies and adults. I would say I probably see, I don't know, five adults a month, but I did do massage therapy before becoming a craniosacral therapist. And sometimes an adult would lay on my table and I would just look down at them and I can imagine what they look like when they were a baby. I could just see how their body was when they were born or laying in utero. And almost all of us will still hold the strain patterns in our bodies that we had when we were born. Okay, so I know that that is a lot. That's a lot of information to take in. But the good news is, like I said, it's never too late to correct it. It's never too late to integrate these reflexes and it's never too late to get that bodywork. Of course, the earlier the better. That's I mean preventative care is the best kind of care. But don't think that you've missed the boat, right? Some parents think that their baby is now let's say 9 months old and they they see this and they think, "Oh, well, they're not an infant anymore." Well, just because I do infant craniosacral doesn't mean I don't do toddler craniosacral. I don't do child craniosacral. It's just that it's a different kind of craniosacral. There's just different things I can do with an infant than I can do with a toddler. You know, you could be 78 years old and you can still be able to change your body. You can still reach those deepest strain patterns from utero. Body work of many kinds can help with making these changes. Rhythmic movement for reflex integration. Craniosacral for fascial imbalance. And to promote healing. Massage therapy for muscle pain. Physiotherapy for strengthening. Chiropractic or osteopathy for spinal alignment. There's just, I mean, that's just a few. There's so many ways that we can help with these babies and toddlers and children and teens to help them treat their torticollis. I hope you liked today's episode. I'm hoping that my passion for this comes out in whatever I'm talking about. And I hope that you're able to see these things in the babies that you're treating if you are already treating them you know, or maybe you see them in your office because you're a lactation consultant. Or maybe you're a speech-language pathologist. I really, really hope that things are clicking. I hope that things are clicking when you listen to these episodes. Be sure to stay tuned for the future episodes. I'm feeling like I'm on a roll, and I'm really getting back into this, and I, I I just love sharing with everyone. Okay. Have a great day.